Welcome to the Gatecast and our journey to the Pegasus Galaxy and the City of the Ancients, Atlantis. See, when Alan says, I'll just boot the computer up, that means 20, 30 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, good evening, and welcome to Gatecast episode 270. And our familiar voice from the Antipodians is here. Me? (laughs) Yes, you. Yeah, that that was your cue, Brad. (laughs) You threw me there. Hello, guys. Brad (laughs) Australia. All right, Brad. Welcome, everybody, to, as Alan says, episode 270. We're going to be having a look at the Season 3 Stargate Atlantis finale tonight. This is an episode that Brad has to do. We finally got around to uh, sorting out of time, and we're all sitting here looking forward to a very explosive episode. Yes, I've missed the last couple of requested, so I definitely want to get on for this one. Big game changer. So as we chat, I will be nibbling on strawberries. Much better for you than your pizza. How did you know I had pizza? Last time you said you were going to have pizza. But how did you know I had pizza today? I didn't. I've not finished Daredevil yet. I didn't even started Daredevil. Well, you don't have Netflix. Yeah, of course. That's why I haven't started watching it yet. <laughs> yes, of course not. We wouldn't condone such behaviour. And if you looked on my NAS and saw a folder that said Daredevil, ignore everything that's in it. I've been mainlining Angel, though. I'm up to season four now. You haven't hit smile time yet? Not yet, I haven't, no. But Amy Acker is running around being ridiculously cute. Damn her. <laughs> then watching her own person of interest and... The same character, but in person of interest, she runs around with a gun. Well, Fred just seems slightly odd. Uh, and to segue perfectly, they've got Stargate Atlantis on here. Oh. While you're here, give us a quick rundown of your podcast. Oh, radio. <laughs> Basically, if you're a fan of Transformers franchise, collecting the figures and everything else, check out Off the Shelf on iTunes. Look for the little Aussie Autobot logo. Uh, myself and three others weekly uh, look at news, figure releases discuss general happenings in the franchise and yes even the movies <laughs> can't ignore the movies really can you mm. you can check it out at either itunes or for android or other podcatchers check out www.offtheshelfpcca.podbean.com is there a big transformers following down under them yeah i think so we've just gone over a thousand members in it now there seems to be a fairly large following you do the convention circuit then i've just started we done Supernova in Melbourne last month, which was fun, and we're going to Sydney next month, so... I'm thinking something like the 501 Stormtrooper lot. Yeah, they are there. Yep, all dressed up in their garb. I'd imagine cosplaying as Transformers, though. That could be very, very complex. Yeah, there was two that we've seen. They weren't too bad for little homemade jobs. Yeah. Quite funny, it was a Optimus Prime walking around missing his arm and all damaged up and just limping, <laughs> limping around like he had no place to be. <laughs> Get back down there for Comic-Con next month as well. But that'll be just a walk around visit. It won't be having a table set up or anything. Like you're looking at $1,500. Yeah. Hi, I'm Ian. And I'm Jonathan. And I'm Rem. Inviting you to join us for the Sci-Fi Movie Podcast, a weekly review and exploration of the sci-fi movies that we all love. Ever wonder why Stanley Kubrick removed A Clockwork Orange from distribution in the UK? Why did Ridley Scott's Alien have no eyes? Or who's the better dread? Sylvester Stallone or Carl Urban? Judgment time. And why do I hate the fifth element so much? Uh, really? Don't even get me started. 
Follow us on Facebook at Sci-Fi Movie Podcast. The Sci-Fi Movie Podcast. Subscribe in iTunes or visit our website at scifimoviepodcast.com. Right then, should I uh, count down? If we're going to jump straight into it. I need to close the Netflix page. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, you know when that decided to stop playing trailers, are you? <laughs> as per usual, as I say every week, we are watching the Region 2 PAL version of this episode. Granted, the DVD doesn't look quite as good as the Blu-ray, but still good enough for the job. The benefit, of course, is that the Region 2 PAL version is a couple of minutes shorter, and that's less work for me. Okay, Brad, do you have a language preference? No, I just go for Irish. Very well. You know, we might as well just stick to Irish. Most people always pick it anyway. I like to be polite and that. It's the one I know. Yeah, you start using languages we're not familiar with. We've got to assume that you're counting down three to one. <laughs> I can count as high as 50 in Finnish. Till we get that message on the Facebook group. Did you say what I thought you said? <laughs> the one oh, oh you mean, you mean Perkele Satana Vito? There he goes. I'm going to cut that now, otherwise it's going to get removed from the internet. <laughs> okay. Ever three, ever a doe, ever a hen. Licky. Previously on Stargate Atlantis. Ooh, melty. Yep, Oberon doing his little morphing trick through the door. Oh, yes. Headache. Yes. Well, you need more than a paracetamol to cure that. Considering where a lot of non human probes have traditionally gone, I prefer that option. Atlantis is under attack from Jack. Boom. Yeah. How fortunate was it that it were the replicators that had taken over the city and they could repair that? Yeah. Gives us a perfect opportunity to blow up a set. Yeah, put it into the promo, get everybody going, ooh, that's good. Maybe. Ooh, fancy. Sunstreaks. That's a first. Yeah. And the last. Dr. Weir. Hello. Dr. Keller, how is my head of medicine? Uh, acting head of medicine, actually, and that's kind of what I wanted to talk to you about. The second appearance of Dual State on Atlantis, first time as a human. Yes, a lot better this time. Yes, I admit she looks more attractive this way. <laughs> this whole sequence is one shot. As you notice, you didn't see the transporter doors close, just a bright light. And while they were in the transporter, they had about 40 odd people, you know, redressing the sets. <laughs> They've got this down to a fine art, they really yep. have. Yep. I'm not sure that's true. And B, it's been pretty smooth sailing over the last few weeks. I think I've been lucky. Now, the IOA are reviewing candidates, but to be honest, they're not that great at making quick decisions. Of course not, they're bureaucracy. Mm. And how many people are noticing <laughs> the lack of cut between the scenes? They made a choice to have Keller seem very awkward, very nervous, very not very confident about taking on the job of Carson's replacement. They figured that was the best way to make the character more appealing to the audience, who wouldn't be very happy with losing Carson in the first place. Yeah, well, it's almost the whole Jonas Quinn thing again. Yeah. Just it didn't happen like that this time, <laughs> luckily. Uh, how much time, exactly? Like, it'll get easier over the next two weeks, and then you'll replace me so I can go back to being a regular doctor? I'll keep you posted. She's got highlights. You know, like I said, I've been watching Angel, and I've heard him twice say shiny. <laughs> this was good. Martin Garrow, who wrote this episode, he says <laughs> he's been trying to get this scene into about three other episodes. It's always been cut. The idea of bureaucracy doing the annual assessments, mm-hmm. which nobody wants to do. I am the first person to admit, I don't know who these people are, nor do I care to. Look, if you'd like, I could take you down the hall to the labs and just uh, point at the people who annoy me more than the rest, but that's about as useful as I get. Is that the Jonah Cost? 
all good. Oh, of course. That was quick. <laughs> hey, John, wait a minute. You've just given everyone excellent and above averages. Ooh, can I do that? No. That's my sort of boss. It's <laughs> part of your job, but you are in leadership positions, and unfortunately, that comes with administrative responsibilities. Well, everybody who works for me is excellent and above average. Uh-huh. What's the point? Surely being the boss means you don't have to work. Delegate. Yeah, haven't you got an underling somewhere that can do all this? <laughs> there he is. Sure, believe it or not, the first time his name's been said out aloud. Uh, yeah, Powell. I was amazed. Colonel Ellis, you've made excellent time on your first voyage here. Thank you, I'm beaming down now. Very well, we'll meet. Oh, prompt. Yeah, he's in a hurry. Set up in a conference room. Michael Beach, Colonel Abe Ellis. Brilliant actor. Watched him in Sons of Anarchy, Third Watch. He's been in The Blacklist, ER and Crisis. Uh-oh. I'll need to brief you all immediately. What's going on? Well, I prefer to talk in private. Aren't they in private now? Mm. <laughs> no, they're in the middle of the gate room, aren't they, really? Rather on the balcony. It echoes. <laughs> and she's got a mic on us. <laughs> yeah, that's well. turn on and off at the wheel plot. We've had the Daedalus make regular reconnaissance flybys of their home planet. Yes, we know. Two months ago? It took these pictures. I'm sorry, what am I supposed to be looking at here? Nothing. Excuse me? This image was taken about three weeks ago in the very same location. They're building ships. A lot of them. Uh Uh-oh. They didn't spend a lot of money on that. (laughs) No. The red arrows actually make sure you know what you're looking at, otherwise you wouldn't have a clue. Yeah. I'm here to inform you that in precisely 12 hours, the Apollo, in consort with your team, will launch a surgical strike on the replicator planet. Ooh, surgical strike. Are we talking core busters? Uh, I don't think it's going to be pretty, no matter what it is. But how unlike the SGC to be so proactive? Then it'll probably be nuclear. I guess Teok wasn't involved in the intel then. Okay then, first strike, season 3, episode 20, the finale. Gatecast episode 270. This episode was written by Martin Garrow, directed by Martin Wood. Premiered in Canada, February the 5th, 2007. Got it in the UK, March the 14th. The Americans got it June the 22nd. Sweden got it December the 21st. Germany, February the 27th, 2008. And Japan, March 4th, 2009. Shows with episodes of the same name. World in Action, Terror Hawks. The Bill, Beyblade. See I-5, The New Professionals. And believe it or not, TV series Rambo and Natural Born Killers. <laughs> never even knew were TV series. I knew what Natural Born was. I don't think it made it across the pond because I've never even heard of it, <laughs> apart from the movie. They decided to get a new colonel because they were introducing a new Daedalus class starship, the Apollo. And of course, Mitch Pileggi was very busy acting, couldn't always get up to a Vancouver shooter scenes. Just like that? Just like that. How the hell do you plan on doing that? A set of Mark IX tactical nukes. Oh, look, nukes. Mark 9, they're the ones they actually use to destroy Stargate. Yes, but we're going to use a lot of them this time. The Horizon carries six warheads and four decoys. I'm going to need you to do a final inspection before we head out. I was going to say, that's going to take out some chunk of a planet. Well, you think about it. No, not really. I'd imagine a modern ICBM yeah. probably has six independent warheads in it now. Yeah, but they're not gatebusters. They're... True, they're Naquita in hand. Yeah. That can be destroyed. Six will be more than enough for now. For now? Look, isn't this a bit like poking a sleeping dragon? Look, why don't we just wait till Area 51 finishes the PWARWs? Which one's that again? 
planetary-wide anti-replicator weapons. Thank you, John. <laughs> satellite that could wipe out an entire replicator planet. I mean, we. It's fortunate, yeah. isn't it? Because if they've been following what was going on in the Milky Way, yeah. then they might know that the Asgard was going to give us a gift. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But this image is giving the IOA a lot of sleepless nights. The replicators know the location of Earth, and with these new ships, have the means to get there. Now, do you think this is a bit of a leap by the IOA and the SGC, assuming that there's going to be an attack on Earth? I imagine this yeah. isn't the IOA. Jerry Way wouldn't move this fast. They gave the go-ahead. If you frighten people enough, they'll agree to anything. Yeah, and they've probably had many sleepless nights since they got to Atlantis. Just Dr. McKay is ready to beam. Well, it's nice. Oh. <laughs> Bye-bye, Rodney. <laughs> I need a sandwich. He's got nothing to eat. <laughs> I doubt the Apollo's got snacks, judging by its commander's attitude. Mm. It was described as being no-nonsense and not a dick. Yeah, right to the point. Oh, I doubt that. Almost seems too good to be true. What? Well, if those nukes do what Ella says they do. Since we won back the city, we haven't heard so much as a peep from the replicators. Well, obviously, they haven't gone away. No, but maybe they've decided that we are more trouble than we're worth. Nobody else has been that impressed by the humans of Atlantis. They haven't stopped to think maybe they aren't meant for them, though. <laughs> yeah, th there's a... I know Oberon said, he said, didn't he? We have a plan for taking on the Wraith. Well, perhaps this is it. Yeah, this may be the moment of their choosing. Why would they bother taking on the Wraith? It's not like they can be fed on. They were primarily designed to take on the Wraith by the ancient mm. programming. Yeah, only because they were able to override their own core programming and make their own decisions mm. that they didn't. This mission is a mistake. It most certainly is not. When they hired Michael Beach for this character, he actually said he wasn't a sci-fi fan. But his mother liked the Stargate franchise. <laughs> Besides, the IOA doesn't think we can wait. I think we should stall them. Try to open a round of negotiations. They're not a race of people. They're a weapon. Try to keep that in mind. They said it's strange how many, you know, established actors actually come up with that sort of excuse for doing the show. Mm. You know, it's not a big political drama. It's not a medical drama. I'm doing it for my mother. Mm. I have my orders and you don't have the authority to tell me to stand down. So again, with all due respect... Ma'am, I have a mission to execute. Well, that told her, didn't it? I wonder how many times I've used that CGI shot. Well, respects check out. Hi, up. Uh -huh. You don't really do an inspection from that far down. Yeah, is it hanging from the roof? Yeah. <laughs> is it the safe place for it to be in storage? Hope it's secure. You don't really want it rocking as the ship's moving. Yeah, but it'd be strapped down to the floor. We could make them that ready. I thought about that. They're going to have guys here to contradict us pretty quickly. Yeah. But we're here alone. We could make them not ready. Yeah, Zelenka. Sneaky. Radic. I saw them. Showed me the pictures. I feel pretty stupid if we break this thing and let have the replicators show up and destroy the city. Yeah, that would be unfortunate. For a few seconds, you'd feel really stupid. Yep. <laughs> Tell the colonel we're good to go. Made me nervous being that close to that much destructive power. Reminds me of a quote from Valavan in season 4 when she's talking to Bester. We have no pulse cannons aimed at your ship. You'll find our power very impressive for a few seconds. <laughs> I was going to stay behind in a cloak jumper after they launch the warheads, do some battle damage assessment. I know that too. You told me that you called Woolsey and General O'Neill and tried to get the whole thing called off. Yes, I did. They didn't bite. They did not. Oh, they're taking John along with them. Yeah, we need a couple of cast members to come along. Mm. So this is a bit unusual. You've got John. I mean, he's gone against Elizabeth before, 
but we've never really even Abe has pretty much come down I want nothing to do with you I've got a job to do mm. I'm going to take the commander of the military detachment as well yeah you know undermining Weir at every turn alright Horizon is online warheads are armed and we are ready for final sequencing as soon as we drop out of hyperspace start now open the Bombay doors open the Bombay doors how probably copyright <laughs> I don't want to waste any time. Just get it done. Well, you're the boss. Must give you the impression they can't block it. Mm. And all this rolled from engineering. Yeah, you would have thought they'd have some sort of point defense system. Well, they've been in the head, but they know they have ships capable of doing something like this. Ready to launch on your command. You're sure about this, right? And like this is the right thing to do? Not the best time for that kind of talk, Doctor. Right, sorry. Coming out of hyperspace in five, four, three, two, one. Launch the horizon. Many shots. They were very excited for this one minute long CGI sequence. Mm. Never done anything this elaborate? Yeah. Yeah, they couldn't do a nice mushroom play out at the end. That looks like an Apollo, doesn't it? Too much time. It does a bit. Actually, very low tech. Yeah. Basically, a chemical motor to get a warhead moving. Yep. Now, couldn't you have gone into orbit and just beam them down? Well, yeah. Beams detect. It's a lot more difficult to stop something that's purely kinetic. Oh, it gets more. Oh, my. looks expensive <laughs> now they're going to be kicking themselves because those decoys were a waste they had real war at mm. maybe they didn't have enough someone's sitting down to watch Terminator now <laughs> one of the Asurans got a copy from John's <laughs> library while in Atlantis boom there we go I think one would have done based on that swathe of destruction <laughs> that looks like a redo from Battlestar Galactic did anyone else think Battlestar Galactic I know I don't think it was out at the time was it yeah yeah, they'll run back to back on Friday night by now, eh? Yeah, detonation confirmation on all six warheads. Shepard, you have a go for launch. Copy that. Cloak. Pretty there we go. Can yeah. <laughs> a cloak before he launches? This I don't get. Yeah, they know the Apollo is in orbit. Surely they're keeping an eye on it. Save the CG if it's actually starting to jump or leave the dock. That's a pretty nice shot. Mmm. That's it. With the finale, they've got a bit of extra cash. They said in the commentary, they got some extra cash, so they were going to spend it. There is so much radiation interference, it's hard to get an accurate yield calculation from the scan Please, there is more than enough data. It's not like we're trying to take out a person here. We're taking out massive chunks of a city. Someone just please tell me if we hit our targets or not. I'm pretty sure you hit them. <laughs> yes. Then all of your primaries and most of your secondaries have been incinerated. Excellent. Haven't we got any sort of percentages? Come on, we want some accuracy. Hmm. She's not very happy. John had a great time. Welcome back. Thanks. I hear congratulations are in order. Hey, you heard right. How was the mission? Was it a success? We did get all the ships. I wish I could have been there to see it. Space battles are always a lot more exciting on TV than they are in real life. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was that uh, contributed by Gero? We've got a contact. Just came out of hyperspace. Is it broadcast in IFF? No, ma'am. Brave? Yeah, it's very small, I doubt it. Oh dear. Here we go. That was quick. It's taken up a geosynchronous orbit above the city. This is the cheap approach to... Yep. <laughs> the bleaking dot. Just a display. 
Tell the colonel he needs to get back to his ship. I mean, the idea that the Sorans wouldn't respond in some manner. I mean, we saw how fast they actually re, you know, rebuilt the damaged parts of Atlantis. Yeah. It's surprising they haven't got another city. Yeah. Even getting this weapon built and flown there. Yeah. There's obviously been a day since the mission's been over. It was interesting that Captain Myers came from the Daedalus to navigate the Apollo mm. at the Dalton. Okay, I've got a visual. Looks like a satellite of some sort. Clever. It is, isn't it? Yeah. That doesn't look good. You only need a power source for the gate. You don't actually need a power source for the uh, for the weapon we're about to see. Yeah. It's a Stargate. Stargate? That's right. I thought you said it was a satellite. It's both. It's a satellite, but in the middle there's a Stargate. And again, let's all sit and look. <laughs> yeah, I mean, McKay should have put two and two together a lot faster than he did. Destroy! Destroy now! Uh-oh. Okay, evasive action. It's pointing in your direction. At least head the shields up. And that's not always been the case. No. Wow, look at that. Jeez. <laughs> that's a lot of force, moving that laser. Sitting the planet. And believe it or not, originally they had intended to destroy the planet, but they didn't want to hurt the whales. Oh. <laughs> I know. Can you believe it? It's a sustained beam. That is bad for a dozen different reasons. Why the shields drop as well in the city? <laughs> yeah, yeah, missiles. Yeah, that'll work. Yep. <laughs> it's protected by a shield. Give me some options, McKay. The shield's taking its power from the beam. Look, I registered a slight drop in output when you fired on it. Could I get a nuke past its shield? No, probably not. We'll get in the chair and give it everything we got. Maybe that'll collapse the shield. I said slight. It's in point zero zero two. Look, I doubt any amount of firepower is going to collapse it while that beam is active. Yeah, that is slight. Yeah, if they destroyed it when it appeared... Okay, it's shooting at us. Uh. <laughs> Thank you, Ronan. <laughs> I don't know if we have got plenty of time. Yeah. Now, where's the Lenka so I can shoot with him? That guy in the background, he's... Another competition winner? No, but he's a guest of the US Air Force. He was actually a, a colonel in Missile Command. They put him in a jumpsuit and haven't put him on camera. <laughs> Five minutes to figure that out. You're slipping, buddy. But the satellite is basically just a stripped-down ship. There's a hyperdrive engine, a shield, and navigational systems. There's a small power source that was designed to take it to its intended target and power the shield until the gate can be dialed. Yes, McKay's kicking himself because he never thought of it. There's got to be some hell of a generator on the other end shooting that beam through their gate. Well, as McKay points out, the Sorens do not have a shortage of ZPMs. Mm, true. And they obviously kept most of the knowledge from their creators. Again, we know the 38-minute limit is not always a given. Yeah, especially by now. Maybe that's a good thing. Beam will turn off the end of the gate's 38-minute cycle. We dial our gate at that precise moment. We can neutralize ours. No. You're not like Cameron. You're not reading your reports, mate. You never got the memo. (laughs) Yeah. Sure. Problem is, I don't think it's going to shut down in 38 minutes. When you see an alien satellite, get your moving. Don't just sit there. Benefit of the doubt. Kill it. The SGC has encountered attacks of this kind on their own Stargate. And sadly, we've discovered that if you pump enough energy into it, a Stargate can remain active indefinitely. That would require an insane amount of power, wouldn't it? Uh, like a black hole or an unlimited number of ZPMs. So we can assume the replicators are behind this? I hope so. You hope so? Well, otherwise we've discovered yet another super powerful enemy. Yep. Oh, <laughs> <dear>. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Two more seasons. We need at least one more super powerful enemy. Yes? Let's see what you can do, please. There's way too much interference. We surrender? 
Yeah. <laughs> Probably should have done that before you fired uh, six nukes at them. And if you're going to use nukes, you've really got to wipe the yeah. target out completely. Yeah. Don't give anybody a chance to retaliate. And you don't have the authority to tell me to stand down. Yeah. So with all due respect, I think I'll place my call. You had the benefit of First Strike as the episode title. Here we are. All right, I think I've got it. Responding to transmission. Oberoth. Dr. Weir. I must say I'm surprised to see you. Each of us exists within the collective and can be replicated many times. You need to disable your weapon immediately. That is not possible. We had no choice but to attack you. You were building warships. They need to be neutralized. And now, so do you. David Ogden's dears. He drove up to Vancouver for this one scene. <laughs> and he is about four or five feet behind Tory now, recording his side of the conversation. That'd make it easier to go back and forth on. Well, you think maybe it was a bit early for a decent broadband, but now you could easily do it by Skype. <laughs> yeah. The idea that it's a long-range transmission as well. <laughs> yeah, and just add a static effect to it. Which is why you blew us up. And that's what happens when you don't talk about these things. Attempting to upload a virus on the comm bandwidth. Be able to stop it for now, but I'm not Shut it down. Although, Oberon, you were a bit of a dick to begin with, gotta say it. Well, that went well. Yeah. Must be one of my favorites. What if the gauge doesn't shut down at the end of this 38 minute cycle? Look, if they are able to maintain the energy beams intensity, which I'm sure they will. And how long till our shield fails? It's 29 hours. Yeah. Better safe than sorry. Negotiations have failed. <laughs> And haven't they learned about, you know, using network computers for communication? Yeah, again, that laptop should not be plugged into anything. That's worth a shot. Alright, we're going to need another plan. Yeah, okay. Ah, I see. Ooh, that's, that's not good. <laughs> you ready for there. that question? It's only they can modulate shields. Sure, yeah, we'll it's, it's energy. The shield is energy. Can't they modulate the shield to absorb the energy from the weapon and use it to power it? Maybe when they modulate the shield, they hit the bit where the beam goes straight through. <laughs> the well, the, the city can move. So can the beam. That's the problem. It's tracking them. Still looking at the data. John? Oh, how casual. They're both colonels, of course. Interesting dynamic. And it's taking this long to repair itself? Aren't they mm. Asgard systems with self-repairing? I'm very disappointed in you, Colonel. Really. <laughs> <laughs> well, they probably don't have an Asgard operating it, you know, like Hermiod. So they're limited to what they can do. You should be running Atlantis, not Dr. Weir. Oh, dear. Watch it. Then I'd be the man, and who would I have to rage against? <laughs> <laughs> because of us? Earth won't have to deal with an armada of replicator ships, so whatever happens here... I wouldn't be so confident and so arrogant as to speak to that. Aren't you full of yourself? Mm-hmm. Ah, it's gonna get my nerves. Surprising amount of talking going on in this episode, considering how much action there is in it. And Elizabeth, basically she's just whining here. Yep. Yep. Some of the military doesn't like that a civilian, let alone a woman, is in charge of this city. Surely General O'Neill doesn't feel that way. And the IOA, they've backed you several times. They believe in you. Yes, when things are going well, but as soon as we run into a major problem, the military steps in and assumes absolute control. Well, I mean, she has a female friend. Why doesn't she go from whining with a H to whining without one? 
At least I haven't got the ice cream out and talking about men. <laughs> That's one thing. I had ice cream. It didn't help. Ice cream always helps. What are you on about? It didn't help. I still don't have a functional tablet. <laughs> no, ice cream probably wouldn't help repairing a tablet. It'd make me feel better. If we get out of this, I think I may have to step down. Give it some time. You need to step back and... I've got something. What are you on about? She's on about quitting now. Yeah. Anybody would think you're hot in this job. If that's how you feel, then you won't be in next season. Yeah, anyone thinks she doesn't want to be here anymore. <laughs> when they were recording the commentary, they actually stopped themselves talking about what happens to Elizabeth next season because at the time, you know, none of that had been released. They just says, she isn't feeling well. <laughs> well, they shut down. Oh, God bless them. That's it. We submerge it. I'm sorry? We submerged the city. I thought you said we couldn't submerge the city. That was two years ago before the ancients came and activated a number of new systems. See, the how is complicated. Let Radek finish sentence. Overly optimistic, Rodney. Why is enough time till we come up with one? Exactly. How much time? Some, as much as a week. I don't understand. Why? Uh, you see, the history part would have made that a lot clearer. Had you been a little more patient, I would have painted you a picture of... Uh... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be careful. Ellis would probably shoot you. When the ancients were under siege from the Wraith, they sank the city in order to dissipate the Wraith's energy blast in the water. Not a lot of different energy blasts, though. I wonder if a Wraith cruiser or a high ship could operate underwater. We've seen one at the bottom of the ocean, obviously. After but... a crash. We cannot predict how much the replicator's beam will be attenuated. It might not buy us any time at all. Though. There's no way to know for sure, yes, but it's not a reason not to try. All right, get it done. Yeah, I don't think that's your call. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> that's Rodney stating quite clearly where his allegiance lies. Oh, no, worst case scenario is that we've both read the numbers wrong. We use up a ton of power and the city doesn't submerge at all. Look, as much as I hate to say it, Solenka's not infallible. <laughs> Still, I agree. It's worth the risk. All right, the city has an automatic submersion subroutine already in the system. I'll need to uh, tweak it a bit to work with one ZPM and uh, disable some safety protocols. Give me an hour. Rodney really does come into his own when he's totally determined and on the right track to find a solution. Ooh, pretty. Yes. Ooh. With a sort of... Of course, the beam is red and evil-looking. <laughs> the evil red beam. From this distance, that display looks like a mushroom cloud, not the city with the ship. We are ready. Okay, somebody open the valves, yeah. and we're going to sink the city. Open the ballast tanks. Yeah. Yes. Submerge, submerge. I'm expecting a sort of a Ruga Ruga style siren. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's a bloke just pointing the trash out. He's <laughs> got to rush prepare back. Prepare to dive, prepare to dive. Someone's out in the West Pier, haven't hit a golf. Yeah. Why is the water getting closer? Major Lawn is out there painting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, aye, aye. Did I miss the memo? Vibrations. Action. Hmm, strange. I wonder how the, uh, the propulsion system is working. Is it, Are they just... I don't know. How is it sinking? Mm. I don't know about anybody else, but I would be a little bit nervous when something the size of Atlantis shakes. You know, this kind of reminds me of <laughs> the Avengers when we first saw that helicarrier. No question at all that the CGI guys really have the work without emulating water. Niagara Falls, expensive again. <laughs> the water in the pool, you know, between the piers, that's staying stable because the shield's keeping it in. But that must be putting a drain on the shield as well. The sheer, you know, water pressure. Yeah. 
there's probably a lot of shrimp being. Yeah. <laughs> As uh, James Masters says at the start of uh, book eight, the Dresden Files, oh, the dead fishy. <laughs> Crashing. They hit the bottom. Come on, drive carefully, lad. The beam still looks pretty serious, Rodney. Yeah, I know, just give me a second to... Crap. I told you. Thank you, Radic. Very helpful. What is it? The beam is breaking through the water much more efficiently than we thought. The water has no effect? It's having an effect, but just nowhere near where we wanted to. Look, that plan took us three hours to execute and bought us an additional... ten hours. Nine. Nine. <laughs> he really had to look at his wristwatch to figure that out. No one else. Oh well, never mind. That was the plan. As Alan says, worst case, move the city. The satellite may take a you know delay between as it tracks you. You might take some pressure off. Yeah, you find somewhere deeper. Yeah, because it didn't went down that far. I need to learn some science. What for? I'm not all that useful in situations like these. We get into a fight or need to break out of somewhere, you know, kill someone. I'm your man. Yeah, this this was one of the points that uh, Martin Garrow said. Taylor and Ronan didn't have a lot to do with this episode, so he wrote this scene actually to give him something rather than just stand in the background. Yeah, not being set dressing. As set dressing goes, I'm quite happy with Taylor. <laughs> See, I'd be Mr. Fantastic. Ronan would be the thing. McKay would be the human torch. He'd be the invisible woman. I'm not invisible. No. No, and McKay's not a human torch. Well, how come you get to be Mr. Fantastic? Because he was the leader, and I'm the... Of course you would, John. (laughs) It seemed like a good idea, didn't it, John? He's also the smart one. (laughs) Next time you go back to Earth, bring back the DVD. Yeah, you might (laughs) might need a couple of references for him. I'm pretty sure Tilk has probably got a copy. Oh, Star Wars? Well, he watches other things rather than just Star Wars. Should you guys be bickering or something? I got nothing to bicker about. He's running out of bad ideas. <laughs> Finally. If we survive this, I'm putting him for a transfer. Please, we both know that you've done your best work under me. Andrew, I'm my own department head, you know. Please, we both know that department is a What? Why don't you guys just make out and get it over with, huh? Oh, come on. Oh, John. <laughs> I'm getting tired. to get destroyed by this satellite thing, and you guys are arguing about who works for who. <laughs> yeah. Every possible scenario ends in failure. There is nowhere on the face of this planet that that thing cannot get us. Ding. This is really a brick over the head, isn't it? Yeah. It's not subtle at all. Oh, girl too banged up. Oh, the replicators fixed all the damage to do with the drones, and we just have the power. They probably told David, try to say this line and not realise what you're saying. Yeah. You guys have an operational down there, right? That's close enough, but we can bring it with us. Bring it where? Oh, we don't need to, we just need a boost. I'm something here. Hey, what's your idea? Hey! <laughs> <laughs> it was your idea. Come back, come back. Luckily, <laughs> the umbilical's already in place. Yes, I know. Look, are you capable of outputting the power we need or not? Oh, what a surprise. Lucky they found this a couple of weeks ago. Mm. Dr. Coleman again, Donna Sword. As we get a little continuity, uh, who's running the geothermal project. Mm-hmm. What if we didn't have to? What? What if we could take the strain off the shield momentarily? Well, we need about a minute. Why? What do you have in mind? Lantia's moons has some sizable satellites itself. Asteroid-like chunks we think are left over from a second moon that no longer exists. I'd like you to beam up Lauren and get a flight of F-302s close enough to nudge one our way. You want to bring an asteroid towards us? Is that wise? Well, today it is. 
This sounds as if they're coming up with these ideas right now. Yeah. yeah. When well, you think as soon as they decided to use this, they'd figure out what they needed to do. All right, guys. We need to get close enough to clamp onto it. Mm. Them Wraith. They got really upset, so they knew just like a moon. Yeah. yeah. These Atlanteans, they deserve only one moon. No more tide for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We hear you like surfing. And in this case, time and tide are waiting. Caven, Major Lawn's got himself a throw too. This is stretching it a bit, you know. Just putting the uh, the cable in on the 302 should have taken him more than nine hours. Well, maybe they were already fitted. And this yacht, Caven is actually holding a little camera <laughs> to get this selfie footage. With his hand just out of focus. Yeah. I recall reading, reading a Asimov story that dealt with something like this. That was more realistic, though. Yeah, this is about as fast as you can go. <laughs> it's slow going, but uh, yes, they're bringing it towards the planet. We should be able to get here before I cut off time. It's not an ideal vehicle used as a tug for an asteroid. A little bit fragile. How much fuel have they got on board? The <laughs> Full afterburn. It's going to eat through them, isn't it? Let's tell everyone and breach security. May I have your attention? As you all know, we have found ourselves in a spot of trouble. The reality is that no matter where we try to hide on this planet, the replicator satellite will be able to track us. They're all in it together. I ran out of strawberries. Yeah, downplay the fact that we could all be dead in nine hours. If there's a replicator on the city, I think we'd be losing power here and there by now. In the next few hours, we will fire the city's star drive and head into space. Atlantis is leaving this planet. <laughs> yes. It flew off all <laughs> Or should that be we're in space? And don't forget to leave a forwarding address for any mail you've got coming. Yeah. All non-essential personnel have been beamed to the Apollo. Good, good. Now he's polite. Yeah, we can assume everybody that should be on Atlantis is on Atlantis. Mm. There's no teams out there who are going to be dialing home in a couple of days and getting no response. Well, you'd surely hope so. Especially if they're coming back hot. Yeah. I'm getting the busy signal. Bit of a shock. <laughs> Listen, I know you don't like me very much. Colonel, that's nice. It's okay. To be honest, I'm not that crazy about you either. Oh, charming. Honest. To the point. At least I've got a basis for communication here. There's no glossing over the facts. Oh, yeah, you, you ain't me. Now, let's get a room. I apologize. I'm used to making the calls. But I don't want you to think I don't respect you. I do, Doctor. Thank you. I appreciate that. Remember, the opposite of love isn't hate, it's apathy. Well, I can't speak to that. Yeah, I think. Yeah, but we haven't got your picture on a dartboard. Yeah. Yeah, Jack's a fan. Although he did prefer you as a blonde. Mm. Just saying. That was a pretty radical hair change. Thanks. It was a bit, wasn't it? Mm. It's almost sort of like a totally different woman. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen soaps do it. Yeah. Alright, Zelenka is doing a final pass over all the coding we've done, but uh, so far it's looking good. The underwater drilling platform's power output's been dialed up as high as it'll go. You want to watch the DVD extras, the show the scene being filmed. The cameraman is now standing on a crane as he's lifted up. Steady cam rig, the crane is rotating around. Don't they have boom cameras for this? No, because you think about it, it's covering a, a hell of a lot of area. That's right, yeah. Switch over to the ZPM. Now... If we can interrupt the satellite's beam, which is greatly taxing our power levels, we should be able to squeeze out just enough power to actually do this thing. And now the cameraman stepped off yeah. the crane and walked into the room. Yep. Hmm. Damn. I guess it's showtime. <laughs> no pressure, John. You sure you can do this? Fly the city? Hmm. What else could I possibly be talking about? 
I flew a V-22 Osprey once. Was it as big as a city? Well, you had to use your hands and feet with that one. This one, you just have to sit down and think, fly. Okay, why don't you just get in the chair and stretch your pre-flight? Fly, <laughs> let's fly away. I don't know how you just get into an aircraft you've never flown before and just fly it once. Especially an Osprey. They're uh... one of the more complicated aircraft in the US Air Force. Mm. Yeah. Good luck. You too. I assume we used the simulator. Yeah, well, you would have had trained for it. How do you train for this? Just think flat. You just do. There is no train. <laughs> <laughs> there is no beam. We're getting close. Are you about ready? So, Lank, I need a go or no go. Way to go. All non-essential systems have been shut down. We're in the green. Are you ready, Shepard? Ready as I'll ever be. Okay, Major, make sure she's moving as slow as possible. I've got a feeling that McKay watched the Apollo mm. moonshots and the shuttle launches and really, really wanted to <laughs> be in command of a, a launch. Ooh. Now be careful, lads. Whee. Big red beam, avoid. Don't pour straight up. <laughs> yeah. He's away and on course. We're heading back to the Apollo. Good luck. With what fuel? Enough fuel. The Apollo's going to come and pick us up. <laughs> yeah. That's it, we're good. A pretty spectacular plan. I would assume they could just beam a F-3 back into the bay instead of having them return normally. Exploding noise. Now, they made no bones about it that some of this footage was taken from Rising. Yeah. They just added the shield effect and muddied up the water a little bit more. Yeah. The chair is spinning just simply for effect, you know, so you don't get a static shot mm. of John just sitting there. But that's like, nauseating, though. And now they've... I suppose when you're that in communion with a ship in the city, you know, you're not going to be conscious of time anyway. Oh, ship yeah. city, now. Was that an Asimov book? That should have and that's been probably entirely from yeah. the rise. Yeah. Wasting all this time rising again when they should have been already in orbit. you got nice music in the background as well. Mm. Why haven't you fired the star drive? <laughs> no, this isn't good. Why isn't Ronan non-essential personnel? Mm. <laughs> you know it's grandiose it's impressive but right now not a lot is happening we're not flying high enough it's stalling out it's not working what are you doing wrong you should blame me we don't have enough power oh sure blame me it's not working what other reasons could there be I have no more power to give you. Shut it off. What? Lower the shield. We're about to go into space. If you plan on breathing, we're going to need the shield. Turn it back on at 18,000 feet. We just need the boost to get started, no? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> How do you do that from the chair? Yeah, I would imagine you could. That's not good. It's fortunate that this beam isn't that powerful. Just imagine if it had blown that asteroid to bits straight away. Mm. Yeah. And this, why, I assume it's energy efficient, just straight up, but surely they could vector uh, yeah, a bit. Yeah, vector a bit. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> maybe if they vector a bit, the beam will adjust. But also, if the shield done, you've got all that wind hitting the skyscrapers and that. Yeah, it's not exactly aerodynamic at the moment, is it? Yeah. Not without the Going shield. Going straight no. up is the best way to go. Let's go out into space. Yeah. Okay, Elizabeth, stand near the glass. Yep, big red X. She was meant to stand on the balcony. That's it, time's up. Raising the shield. 
It's nearly burnt its way through. Any second now, here he comes. Sunglasses on, ladies and gentlemen. One more problem to deal with. Oh, it's really not a very flattering jumpsuit, is it? You may have noticed the Twitter feed that I had quite a few pictures about that stunt. Again, covered in the DVD extras, well worth watching. <laughs> Fly! Right, <laughs> catches now. Humans won, replicators nil. Yeah, I think we killed Elizabeth though. And again, shouldn't he have detected the damage to the city? Yeah. We did it. Should be alarms going off there or something. Okay, Elizabeth! I need a medical team to the control room, stat! Multiple injuries! Especially with the power yeah. problem they have with Neil. Beep, 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 beep. I'm just reminded of the with the beep, beep, beep of that Voyager episode. Which one? The <laughs> one with the other hologram. Keller, what happened? Apparently the beam grazed the tower and blew out the... Adams! That guy just has a cut. Tell him to put pressure on it and move on. There's a lot of people worse off upstairs. Elizabeth? Dr. Adams, played by Jay Williams, who played Raw in the Stargate SD1 episodes. Yeah. Helmet on, of course. Mm. Oh, that is a bit of a mess. Oh, Rowan, look at him. Ow. Not the blink of light tower. That looks like it hurts a bit. Come no one's helping you. I told him I didn't need any help. Other people need more. Get this man to the infirmary. Yes, sir. Smoke glass. They're not in his head. Man one. What happened? Beam grazed the side of the tower where the shield was completely closed. Damage. Minimal, I think. Wouldn't you think the logical point to mount shield from would be the top out? <laughs> what is happening? Oh dear, just keep piling on the problems. Have we already reached M12578? No, there's no way. It should have taken at least another few hours. The hyperdrive just shut down. Why? I don't know. Get it back up. I just said I don't know what's wrong. I can't get it back up if I don't know what happened. Where are we? In the middle of nowhere. There's no planets, no moons, no stargates. Pudding just said our destination. Yeah. <laughs> Again, wouldn't it better crawling it from the chair? How much? Where's Zelenka? At current consumption, we've got 24 hours of power left. After that, there's no shield, no shield, no atmosphere, no atmosphere. Can we use the stargate? In order to dial a gate, it needs to be calibrated to a specific location. We are lost. If we dropped out of hyperspace way too soon, I have no idea where we are. You've got a galactic map, don't you? You've got Windows. Haven't you got Google Yeah. Hey, my internet's not working. I can't get Google Map. Yeah, we can't get you. I've discovered something about this tablet I borrowed. The GPS isn't very good in it. The GPS in Nexus 7 worked indoors. This one doesn't. Done. Oh, dear. <laughs> it's almost as if this is a cliffhanger. Yeah. The snow globe is adrift. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if we shake it. What, do we get some little things flying around inside? That's actually a, a very good piece of merchandise when you think about it. Yeah. You know, the city in the snow globe. Even if it doesn't have the snow in it, sitting <laughs> in a ball like that would be good. Right then, that was First Strike, the Season 3 finale. It won that long ago we started Season 3, and now it's over. And we've taken a small nibble from Season 4. Right, Martin Garrow, who wrote the episode. He wrote two episodes of SG-1, 26 episodes of Atlantis, and a single episode of Universe. He also wrote The L.A. Complex, Bored to Death, and he's written an episode of Dark Matter, which will be coming to the Sci-Fi Channel next month. With a cat in a chair. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Hopefully that's just visiting the set at the time and not a major character. You never know with Martin. No. Martin Wood, the director. He directed 47 episodes of SG-1, 29 of Atlantis. also directed Sanctuary, Andromeda, Jeremiah, Cedar Cove, and the current sci-fi show Olympus. 
which is Greek gods and all that sort of thing. Another series that's on my list to watch if I ever get <laughs> around to watching it. <laughs> okay, then, as finales go, pretty darn good. Yeah, thank you. One of the stronger finales in the series. You can definitely tell that they had money to spend and they spent it. Good thing. Yeah, most of the CGI for the attack on the uh, Soren homeworld, that was done by the in-house CGI department. The rest of the special effects were split between Rainmaker and Atmosphere. I'm not sure if Image Engine did some of it as well. Yep. They tend to uh, dish it out fairly equally to split the cost, I'd imagine. Yeah, it was a very good episode. And you can definitely see the money spent in it with uh, the CG and even getting some of the older cast back in that. Yeah. Probably a good idea as well to introduce Dual State in this episode. So you're going to get a full-on for Season 4. No kind of origin story required then. Yeah, yeah. Because they're going to have their hands full with uh, other things to worry about. Hmm, Full-on Dual State. Never a bad thing. Oh, good. Right. What? Oh, I thought a certain number was a lot lower than it actually is. I really didn't fancy going back out. Oh, okay. I haven't got a clue what that means, but okay. It's an ingressive thing. You really don't want more detail. <laughs> You're right about that. Why <laughs> <laughs> was so big. Okay then, folks. That was First Strike. Next week, we will be doing one of the wrap-up shows. Well, At the time of recording, I don't know if it will be the Season 10 SG-1 or Season 3 of Atlantis, determined by whichever one we record first. An update. We've got the Atlantis wrap-up show recorded. We'll be recording the SG-1 episode the day this episode is released. So I've still got the choice to go with either. So let's say Stargate Atlantis. Jack? Daniel? Are you you? Yeah, you. What? I like the yellow ones. Never mind. We got some feedback via Twitter, Facebook and Google Plus for last week's coverage of the SG-1 finale, Unending. Let's begin with the Google Plus, where Mac said that it wasn't a bad finale, and thanked us for covering the series. And I countered that many would say that it's all downhill from here. He replied a little later that after listening to our show, he felt a little different about the last episode, as coming to the end of a series after 10 years would be tough, as you grow accustomed to the characters and stories being around all the time. He said he didn't know about the movies when the series ended, so he was annoyed, to say the least. But once Ark of Truth was released, all that changed, and he thought they finished everything with an awesome bang. I agreed, and the existence of the Ark of Truth in particular does take away the sting of the finale. And yes, if Unending had been it, then it would have had the same effect as the Atlantis finale. Things left hanging and unsaid. On the Gatecast Facebook group, Daniel posted, Can't believe it's the end already. And I replied that it feels like it's been forever. Andrew posted that it was an incredibly deep episode. And I do agree. It's a good character piece, but it provokes mixed feelings judging from some of the comments over on our Twitter feed. Miles posted to the thread that as endings go, it really wasn't that bad, but it was a strong episode and left things open. I replied, yep, but that was the issue. It wasn't the end given the movies were on the horizon, so they had to create a balance, wrapping things up and leaving a logical route forward. Ian sent us a message via Twitter. He is currently listening to our entire catalogue via the Mission Report RSS feed, and he has also pointed out a few URL errors, which we're grateful for. Ian said that he just heard episode 269. Nice work, guys. You covered the last SG-1 well. Thought it was a great episode, as closing out such a massive series in a tiny amount of time, in a way that made everyone happy. It would have been a huge challenge. Well, thanks, Ian, and touch wood. Ian will be joining us for a four-season episode of Atlantis this year, and there are lots of episodes still open, if anyone out there would like to join us over Skype and do the whole watch-and-comment routine feel free to get in touch. On Twitter, along with all the retweets and favourites, Tim replied to one of my promo tweets about First Strike, 
that he just flashed back to the control room windows imploding, and that it was the strongest season finale Atlantis had. The fact that Adrift and Lifeline were also sublime just makes it all the more powerful. Tim also said the Atlantis seasons are a perfect bell curve of epicness. None were bad, but 1 and 5 didn't quite wow him as season 3 did. We were very pleased that when we posted some images and comments on the final big stunt scene on First Strike, Kai Fano, who performed the stunt, replied and shared some thought. The stunt turned out a little more dangerous than planned, and if you have the DVD or Blu-ray, then there is some great behind-the-scenes footage of the stunt, before and after. While you're at it, why not follow Kai on Twitter? You may not know it, but you've seen her performing on many shows, in and out of our favoured genre. Birthdays for this week, and we'll begin with the gorgeous Musata Vanda, who played Charnock of the Red Hills, and Shauna on two episodes of Stargate SG-1. She will be celebrating her birth on the 26th of May. On the 27th, it's a birthday of acting icon Louis Gossett Jr., who has graced movies and television for decades. He raised the profile of SG-1 when he guest stars on six episodes. Sharing the 27th as a birthday is Ivan Cermak, who played two roles in SG-1. The first, Major Altman in Prototype, and then Captain Hagman in Redemption Part 1. A very happy birthday on the 30th to the great Colm Meany, who really shone on Deep Space Nine as Miles O'Brien, and to a lesser extent on TNG and continues to have a very respected TV and movie career. He's been fantastic in Hell on Wheels, and for us was great as the Jedi leader Cowan on Atlantis, surprisingly in only three episodes. Okay then, the polls for the favourite episodes from the final season of SU1 and the third season of Atlantis are closed, and the results will be in the wrap-up shows, the first of which is next week. Many thanks to everyone that voted. Thank you for the feedback, always appreciated, and like any podcast, we would love more including a few of those highly valued reviews over on iTunes. Hint, hint. If you want to get in touch with us, then you can do so via the contact form on our website, which is gatecast.co.uk, or via email using gatecastpodcast at gmail.com. We are also on Facebook and Google+, and we are carried on iTunes and Stitcher Internet Radio. You'll find all the links on our website, which includes the independent RSS feed, which carries every episode we have released so far. That can be copied and manually added to a podcatcher. Uh, the reason we have the two feeds, one on iTunes and one generic, is that the iTunes feed is limited to 25 entries, while the RSS feed, aka Mission Report, has everything and is a little bigger. Come try ya! Okay then folks, thank you very much for joining us for Season 3 of Stargate Atlantis and the season finale first strike. Brad, always a pleasure. Mm-hmm. As always guys, great to be here. Anybody got any spare time, even interested in Transformers, check out his podcast. Yes, head over to www.offtheshelftcca.podbean.com. You can download the episode from there. Basically, Transformers Collectors Club here in Australia. Cool. Excellent. Okay, then, folks, next week, one of the wrap-up shows. I've been Mike. I've been Alan. And I've been Brad. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Gatecast, hosted by Alan and Mike. Join us at gatecast.co.uk. Stargate forever. Stargate forever.